Hey everyone, welcome to Entrepreneurship by Design with Dr. C. I'm your host, Dr. Caroline, and thank you so much for joining us today. Entrepreneurship looks different for everyone. How and why we start our business, challenges that occur, pivots we have to make, success we achieve, all while life is happening. That's why I love sharing these inspiring entrepreneurs with you and shed light that there is enough room for everyone to succeed and thrive, even if you're in the same industry. I'm so glad you're here today because we have an amazing guest with us, Ashley. Ashley is a fresh, brand new business owner who encompasses calmness, safety, and focus in every session with her clients. She serves 25 to 35-year-old anxious women who struggle with negative self-talk and limiting beliefs, step into their authentic selves, grow their confidence, and become their own mold. Ashley has experienced her own share of trauma, anxiety, depression, limiting beliefs, you name it. And that's why her business and her mission are so important to her. She wants to be the space for her clients that she wishes she had growing up. Nothing motivates Ashley more than seeing the changes happen in her clients right before her eyes. Thank you so much for being here today, Ashley. It is such a pleasure to have you. And I would love for you to just dive into your journey, how you got here today, and then we'll go a little bit deeper. Thank you, Caroline. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. Um, It's so nice to meet you. Love your personality already. Um, So how did I get into life coaching and being my own business owner? I think that every job that I had right out from college, starting to kind of really be in the field that I wanted to be and help the people that I wanted to help. I was always in like the helping community. I worked in a boys detention facility. I worked in as security in a psychiatric unit of the ER. Um, I worked as floor staff in a detox center, and then I finished my degree for for therapy and psychology, and I was a therapist in substance abuse treatment, um, and I loved what I was doing, but it wasn't the right environment for me. I was experiencing burnout after like a year or like 16 months in a job, and I would have to leave and then find a new one, um, mm-hmm. And it really stemmed from my anxiety and my highly sensitive person um, because I would just get fatigued so much sooner. Um, And the nine to five world does not love to accept or understand mental health and taking, you know, self-care days or just, you know, doing what you need to do to to care for yourself and be there for your clients. Um, So I was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I can't be here anymore. So I went to the drawing board and I did like a whole Venn diagram web of, you know, what are my interests? What is my passion? What can bring in money? How can it all be put together? And life coaching was on there. So I signed up for a six month program and I did it and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I got right into, you know, marketing myself on media. And yeah, and I haven't looked back ever since. I I love being my own, my own boss and and helping the people that I help with the creativity that I can. I, I love that you shared that too, because you know your story is very similar to mine in, in some ways of just being in the field of psychology and helping people, loving helping people, loving what you're doing, but then feeling it's not the right space for you. There's more and really catering to that factor of, okay, mental health days. Like even if you're in the mental health field, like sometimes those don't exist. And that's crazy to me, but it's, it's wild and mind-blowing. Like just and it's it's way too common. It it happens everywhere, but it just doesn't make any sense to me. You should be the front runner of like where we get support because we know. 
Exactly. And it, it's just crazy too, because you want to help, but then you hit burnout because you're just going and you're, especially in certain populations, like you mentioned, substance abuse and correction um, facility as well for boys and just understanding how that can really transpire for our own well-being and really taking care of and prioritizing ourselves. And what experiences or moments led you to recognize the need for a business that focuses on helping individuals, in particular, anxious women overcome negative self-talk and limiting beliefs? Well, I think a lot of it stems from like my own personal experiences with Mm -hmm. those areas of, (laughs) you know, expertise or whatnot. But I think it's also just not, it's not talked about enough. And it's, I think, taboo. With my own experience, it took me far too long to learn that I am enough, learn that there are like resources out there and there are different things that you can do. And I created my mantra. (laughs) It's called, I am the mold. Yes. (laughs) So like, I don't have to fit any other mold. Nobody else has to fit anybody else's mold. Like you are your mold. You are enough as you, you do not have to look at society or the highlight reels that we all see and we all know of, um, because we all have bad days. Mm -hmm. We just don't show them. So I think that's really where it stems from. It's absolutely true. And I love your saying and your motto because I think it's true. Sometimes we're trying to fit into society and we don't always fit into society and we shouldn't because we're all different. We all have our own unique talents and journeys that get us to where we are. We might have similar experiences, but even how we experience it is different and what comes from that experience as well. And I'm just so curious, who has been your biggest inspirations when you started your business? Oh gosh. Um, biggest inspirations when I started my business, I would say in a business aspect would be Brene Brown. (laughs) I love that woman. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I think she's incredible. I think the message that she delivers is so powerful. And, um, I read a lot of her books. I like listen to her podcasts. I watch all of her Ted talks and everything. I think she's a very powerful woman one of her messages that I've taken away is just to show up as yourself and to show up even if you are scared. Mm-hmm. Like starting your own business is scary. <laughs> it's terrifying. It's terrifying. And I love that you mentioned Benet Brown too, because I feel like she really encompasses acceptance and removing the shame and guilt and like the people pleasing that sometimes we carry unintentionally, but because we're helping individuals, we're like, well, this is just part of who I am. When in reality, you got to focus on you first. So you have more to give if you want to, but you have to focus on yourself first and work through that and the inner work. And I love the work that you're doing with anxious women. What specific techniques or strategies do you employ to help them step into their authentic selves and grow their confidence? One tool that a couple of my clients have really been enjoying utilizing are like weekly journal prompts kind of catered around whatever it is that they're struggling with right now. So I have one client who's struggling with self-esteem, self-love and understanding her body now that she's had the weight loss surgery and it's totally different body and all of that stuff. Um, And so, so all the journal prompts are very specific toward um, like self-love and, you know, what recognizing the accomplishments and the things that you do like and the things that you do know about yourself. Um, because I think we focus far too much on the negatives and devil voice inside of our head of telling us that we're not worth it. You know, this isn't good enough and yada, yada, yada. But there is a positive voice in there too. Yes. And sometimes we just need to pull that out a little more because the negative one can be so strong sometimes. 
But I, I love that you keep, you said it twice now, or maybe three times because, and I want to highlight it because it's so key in what, how we feel about ourselves and the self-love piece, but not being good enough. And mm-hmm. a lot of times people talk about this. I, this is one of my core issues that it comes up and I'm like, okay, okay, I'm good. That negative voice. But I'm so curious with how do you address that? Do you have any clients that have that issue in particular, like as a core? And what are some of the techniques around that, that you help with? One technique that I, that I love to use is something that I learned from a nutritionist that I went to. Um, and it was like, we did like a whole like body scan and like meditation type thing and going through the chakras and like, where, where is your stress and carrying things. And something that she, that she gave us when we, when we were leaving was like, say to yourself and use your fingers, like peace begins with me. So it just like calms the nervous system and like brings your heart rate back down. And it just kind of clears the mind and brings you back to center of, okay, what is my goal? What is, what am I looking towards? And like, what is it that I'm missing? Or what is it that I, that I am enjoying? No, I I love that. That's so interesting too. The body scan and how we can really focus in on the different parts of our body. Because sometimes it's not even just what we're saying, it's energy we're taking in or how we're going about life every day, because it's different for everyone, of course. But I'm curious because I know you have a really big why, and I would love to know what your why is and why you're building this business and letting it transform before your eyes as well. (laughs) My why is it starts with me, but it also goes further and continues with the clients that I want to reach. I think I mentioned in the beginning that I'm a highly sensitive person. And I only found that out like four years ago. And I don't know if you know what it is. It's a very like not well-known trait. It's not a diagnosis, but it's a personality trait and it affects one in five people. And it basically has to do with your nervous system and how you process external stimuli. So loud noises or bright lights or big crowds or textures, all of that can heighten my nervous system. And then I go into like anxiety and panic attacks and fight and uh, flight and freeze modes and all of that stuff. And so that was going on when I was a kid and growing up in young adulthood, mm-hmm. but I was only diagnosed with anxiety. So it wasn't being fully treated. Mm-hmm. And so I, I felt completely alone. I felt misunderstood. I felt like there was something wrong with me and I felt like I wasn't enough. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, when I was 23, my therapist was like, have you heard of this? Cause I, I think you might be, <laughs> I think you might be an HSP. Um, so she sent me the self-test because there's like a self-test online. And I was like, yep, that is me to a T. <laughs> so then I bought the book and there's a workbook with it. And I never felt more seen or heard. Um, and then I realized that I wasn't alone and that there are ways to like handle it and ways to like protect myself and my body, but also still do the things that I want to do and not be afraid of doing them. I so appreciate you sharing that too, because a lot of people don't know about it. I actually have heard of it before, not too long ago. It's like more recent of what it actually entails, because I think a lot of individuals do struggle with it, but it goes misdiagnosed or not diagnosed because it's not, I mean, it's common, but it's just so uncommon to be it's more of awareness of understanding how you're functioning in the world and how things impact you in a different way, because it is the nervous system. And there's still like, there's 
so much out there, but there's still so much we don't know because it's not talked about or brought to light. And I love that we're talking about it right now. And can you explain what it stands for? And you said there's a self-test and a a book and everything along those. Can you just kind of share a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah. So the doctor who coined the term in like, I think it's the earlier, the late nineties, Dr. Elaine Aaron, Mm -hmm. she has a website and it's called, um, you can just, we can link it. I can send it to you and you can link it. Um, but it's the HS person. And then it has like a whole breakdown of what HSP is. It has resources, um, therapists that you can like sign up with. And then it has like a a link for the self-test and it has one for adults. It has one for kids. And then it has one for parents of kids with HSP. So it's very supportive and resourceful. Um, but it, it can be misconstrued or, or mistaken by like a multiple other things like ADD or autism or just like empath just being a really really nice empath <laughs> yeah um, yeah so like if, if you don't know what it is like then you think it might be this thing and then maybe if you if your doctor thinks that it's ADD or ADHD then like you're diagnosed something wrong and then you're medicated something wrong and then you have other symptoms that are wrong with you um but I think one of the biggest things that I've noticed with the HSP is the fatigue that that you get with just socializing, mm-hmm. like being out in public or like being in a restaurant or in an event wipes me out. Yeah, no. And I think it's just, it's so important for people to hear, especially parents that maybe are going through that process and think, okay, well, my kid, my child was diagnosed with ADHD when they're not, or, well, they're just very sensitive about things when they're not. And it's just understanding it too, because I think the more awareness we have of things, the more we can really accurately help those individuals that are struggling that may have never heard of it before, because it's newer in the world of like, I think psychology and just everyday life too. But I think it's really important to understand what you're experiencing so you can do something about it. And I love that you were able to find out what was happening for you. And now you get to help so many people too in different capacities because of your experiences. And I think that's the beautiful thing about owning your own business and having these experiences. We can turn pain, uncomfort, anything like that into purpose. And I love you. Why are you sharing your why as well? And just as a business owner yourself, what have been some of the challenges in establishing your brand and reaching your target audience? Like how have you navigated these challenges and built a space that resonates with your ideal clients? Yeah. Okay. A lot of challenges in the first year of being a a new business owner. I think one big challenge is, is scrolling and looking at what other people are posting and seeing what you feel like you should be posting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that I'll, I will say the, the the first thing that I will say about being a business owner and the first couple of years of being a business owner is that it is a wave. You will get highs and lows. So if you're in a low, just wait for it to pass. I would I'd go through, you know, spurts where I'm like looking at what other people are posting. And I just have to remind myself, go back to like what your mission is and what your, your why is. And that's all you have to worry about. And what message do you want to deliver? And what do you want to tell your, you know, your clients or your community? So that's one thing. Another thing would be figuring out systems. Hmm. Those are so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So that I won't really talk about. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but with like getting clients and like getting my name out there, I just like follow a bunch of other people that are within that same community in that niche. And I see like what 
what people are looking for. Um, and then I kind of like morph it into like what my, like what my reasoning is and see if it can like translate and like kind of convert together. But I, I just try to be myself. I try to be authentic. I try to just show up consistently. I try to show my life as well as tips and tricks, also like services and salesy and all that stuff. I try to just be normal. <laughs> I think that's good. <laughs> I think that's a huge part of it. And yeah. you're speaking of that, just being your authentic self, the process of building your business. How have you integrated your personal values and experiences into your services? So how do you ensure that your business embodies the calmness, the safety, and the focus that you aim to provide to your clients? You know, I don't know that I have like a real answer for that. I just know that everybody that I talk to and everybody that is in my community, they always just say like, you have such a calming presence and like, you just have like a trustworthy presence and you just, you know, you want to help and you're there for like the goodness of, you know, whoever that you're speaking to. Maybe that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I feel it. I know like just your energy too. It's very calming and open and warm. And I think other people identify with that as well. And I'm sure a little has to do with your therapy background, but also just who you are as a person. And I think that can really come together because I know I've experienced that where people are like, oh, you're so this or that. And it's like part of my personality, but I think it just, that's what's coming across to me. And I'm sure other people listening and also in your beautiful community that you've created. And I know we were talking just about how entrepreneurship can be a roller coaster, more so an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> and how do you personally maintain your own sense of calmness and focus amongst the ups and downs of running a business? Is there any like self-care practices or rituals that you have? Yeah, yeah. So when I when I, you know, am in my downs, I definitely I go to my tarot deck. <laughs> Which I'm like, I'm not, I don't know how to do it. I don't, I'm not like the people that are on TikTok and like they do the readings for, you know, the collective and whatnot, but mm-hmm. I like to do it for myself. And I just, you know, I shuffle until it comes out and then I read whatever the card is. And I try to like take that into the day that I have. Um, I journal. I I meditate every night. Um, it's how I help myself like fall asleep. But if I'm like, struggling or just having kind of like a bad moment or whatever, then I'll have another meditation like throughout the day. And I like to get outside with my dog. That was our best. (laughs) No. And I I love that you shared too the tarot cards because I'm big about like energy and all of those things as well. But, you know, like you mentioned, well, some people like on TikTok, they have like do it for the collective, but I think it's, it's so personal too, where you can just get the message that you need to hear in that moment. And whatever the card falls out, you're like, okay, this is what I need to hear today. And I, I think that's so beautiful because we all have our own rituals and like what works best for us. But I think it's, we can incorporate anything that works, but also try new things too, that can really be beneficial. Like what you mentioned with getting outside with your dog, but also having like a nightly meditation and journaling and doing those different things because it's not a one size fits all. And yeah. it really goes back to like what works best for us. Yeah. And yeah. And it's funny you say that because like trying something new that like you maybe didn't do because- I would say the last time that I was in a rut, um, like a couple months ago, I was like, you know what, I need to get out and I need to like network and meet people. And maybe if I go to like a workout class, then like I can meet people. And so I signed up for a bar class and I'd never, I've never done 
like anything other than like going to Planet Fitness and getting on the bike. <laughs> so I signed up for a bar class and I freaking hated it. It worked me so hard. I wanted to cry throughout. I wanted to quit throughout. Mm-hmm. I didn't go back. <laughs> then I, but then I signed up for um, a core, core power yoga mm. class, like the like the very like easy intermediate class. I loved it. Um, and then I went to another one and I really liked it. So I want to get back to that and kind of have that be go to one class a week and have that be my me time. Yes. I love that. Your experience with bar is how I felt about Pilates. Like I tried it once and I never owned that. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I was like, that was nice, but I'm more of a yoga person. I think it's like the calmingness yes. too. Like everybody's different granted, but I'm, I love that you found something that trying something new or you didn't give up or I'm not ever going to a workout class again. Instead, <laughs> you're like, All right, let's try something different. And I think that's life too. And entrepreneurship as well. One thing you might try doesn't work off the bat, but it's getting creative and like, okay, well, that didn't work. I didn't like that. So let's try something different or tweak something. That's the constant evolution of it. But many entrepreneurs struggle with the concept of imposter syndrome and self-doubt. And how do you help your clients overcome these challenges and embrace their unique qualities and abilities? Is there any like mindset shifts or reframing techniques that you particularly use? Yeah. So I... I like to use um, a couple of tools that I got from my class that I went through for coaching. We have a reframe tool. And then I have, I really like the bird's eye view tool Mm. where you kind of just like, you can either do it like a bird's eye view or you can do it your, your light, like you're looking at yourself or your life as like a mall Mm. and you're at, you know, Chi Chi's and you want to get to Cheesecake Factory and like, what is the direction that you want to get there? Or just looking at, you know, where you are and what you've accomplished. That's what I always go back to is like, what have you accomplished? Because even though this is hard right now, even though you don't believe in yourself right now, you, you wouldn't be here if you didn't do all of that. And the hard work is growth. It is. It's never easy. (laughs) Ever. No, nothing good is ever easy. No, no, it's not. But I love concepts too of, okay, well, how do you navigate it? Because it's going to, there's going to be challenges or there might be a hole in that one store that you're about to move from, but you have to kind of figure out a way around it in that capacity, just kind of thinking about it. And even just that growth aspect, like growing confidence can be a really transformational process for anybody. Can you share any success stories or moments where you witness significant changes in your clients' lives and how they experience just being able to motivate and inspire you in your work? Yeah. So um, two clients, and they both actually followed me from my last therapist job. They were like, oh, you're starting your own business? I'll come with you. So one of them just took their first vacation since being sober. Um, and they didn't think that that could ever be a possibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I'm so proud of them for that. I can't believe, well, I can believe it, you know, it's just, it's beautiful to be able to witness and, and see like the transformation and be able to see like when they started with, like when I first met them and then like just where they are now, um, it's beautiful. And then the other client has a lot of, had a little, lot of limiting beliefs around her success if she left the job that she was working because of where she was working um and it it took a bit to like get her to realize like 
you don't have to go back there in order to be successful. Mm. You're successful in yourself. And also you were there, you did work there, you made it. Yeah. You know, so like you accomplished that goal. And like, just because it's not working out for you, it's not the environment for you, doesn't mean that you failed. Mm -hmm. And so she has finally come to the decision, realization and acceptance that like, I don't have to go back there. And she's scheduled a job interview for this week um, somewhere else. So that's super exciting to see for her. I love it. And you just like light up talking about both those clients. And I'm sure it's like that experience with all of them because you love what you're doing. But I, I love just the, the transparency of each client that you experienced or shared of just the first one being able to go on vacation. So a sober vacation for the first time and just really being present in those moments. And that's amazing that that client experienced that. And the second one, understanding too, that person is not stuck there. Yeah. They can go on an interview. They can get another job that is more conducive to them and their overall well-being as well. Mm -hmm. And it's just a testament to the work you're doing. And it's very inspiring just to hear and see too, because you feel the, I feel the energy. I'm sure everyone listening does too. Thank you, Caroline. <laughs> you're welcome. It's the truth though. And I'm curious because a lot of entrepreneurs listening, what advice would you give the aspiring entrepreneurs who want to start a business centered around their personal experiences and passions and how can they stay focused on their mission and create meaningful impact while navigating the practical aspects of running a business? So I think, I think having the personal experience and that passion is the best passion that you can have. I don't think it'll ever run out. Um, you know, so I think, I think that's a beautiful thing about it, but I do, I do think that it can sometimes get murky and you forget like who you're, you know, who you're speaking for. Mm -hmm. Um, so I would just like, what I do is quarterly. I go back to like what my yearly goals are, or like I make quarterly goals and throughout I go back to like what they are. And I just like, it's like a reminder of like, okay, who am I speaking for? Or who am I speaking to? And, and why am I doing this? Yeah. I mean, like it's, it started with you, but you want to help all these other people the way that you feel like you've been helped or the way that you've been transformed. Yeah, no, that's a very good point. And I think it, it can get murky when you're in it and like experiencing it because running a business is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> we'll yeah. say that. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, you're like part of building a business is connecting and when you connect, like you share your story you know? And so it's, it's hard to like, be like, okay, wait a second. Like, <laughs> it's not about me. Let's talk about them. And like, let's, you know, what do they want to talk about and whatnot? Yeah. And I just thought of this too, because I don't know if you experienced this, but being a therapist and working in the psychology world and then moving into coaching, what was that transition like for you? Because I know for me personally, everything I was taught in school is like, you don't share anything about your journey or your story. Like everything is confidential. And it was really a struggle for me, but I'm curious, did you have any struggles in that transformation for yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say like, I don't know, I guess that's hard to answer. I would say I did recognize it. I was excited that I didn't have to hold back. Mm -hmm. Um, but I have been like suggested to be like, okay, like, should we share this? Or like, let's just think a bit, bit more about like what we're going to share. Like, is that too much? Like, you know, just asking yourself, like, is this for you or is it for the clients? Um, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's an interesting concept and I like it because it humanizes everybody. 
it puts us all on the same playing field. And I think that's what I really, really, really like about coaching is like, we're a partnership, Mm -hmm. you know, like I, I think like, I think that there is a place for therapy and I think that there is a place for coaching. And I think sometimes they can be intertwined together at the same time, Mm -hmm. but I think that they serve different purposes. Mm -hmm. I think um, like therapy is somebody, somebody said this to me. Somebody was like, therapy is when like, you're still sitting in your shit. And then like life coaching is when you want to like take control of your life. And I really liked that because it's just the more positive side. Like, yeah, ready to like, treat yourself with love and take action on the things that you want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a perfect way to put it. And you're right. There's a place for both, but understanding that too. And I was just curious because I know I've spoken to a lot of therapists that have transitioned to coaching and like that everyone's has had been so different. So I was just curious about yours, yeah. but, you know, going back to the whole self-talk and limiting beliefs, how it can be really deeply ingrained in us. How can you help your clients unravel and challenge these patterns that come up? Uh, well, I have a tool. I have a limiting, um, limiting self-talk or limiting beliefs, um, tool that we, we work through and we, we kind of get to the bottom of where is it coming from or like, where does it stem from? And like, when did it start? Yeah. And we also go through a visualization tool and kind of picturing and thinking about like, what is the voice and who is the voice and what does it sound like? What does it look like? If you could name them, what would it be? And like, how can we like take control of what they're taking control of? Like, how can we stomp them down type of a thing? Mm. I like that. And I, I think that's part of it, right? Like understanding what's going on so you can stop the pattern from repeating or lessen the pattern yeah. in that regard. And because, you know, we were talking about just being vulnerable, like putting yourself out there, talking about your story and even with your clients as well. But in your opinion, what does vulnerability play in personal growth and business success? Without, without it, you can't have them, either of them. (laughs) You know, you have, you have to be vulnerable. You have to share what's inside you to grow. Mm -hmm. And you have to be vulnerable and try things that you've never tried and be scared while trying them mm-hmm. in order to grow your business. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well said. And I mean, a lot of Benet Brown, I'm just like hearing that too, yeah. just like that vulnerability piece of how it's true strength. And I mean, that's where I got a lot of my material from my own personal development journey, but I love that that was a big part for yours as well. Like we were talking about earlier too. Yeah. And just even as a business owner, how do you measure the success of your work beyond financial indicators? Like what are some of the intangible rewards or moments that fulfill your experience in your role? Oh gosh. I mean, just when I was talking about the, you know, the successes of those two clients, anytime I get a text message or like an email from somebody of like, I did this, or like, you know, this is what I'm going to do, or I just want to update you about this. Um, like just the clients and their wins. Just, just makes me so happy and it makes it all so worth it. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely worth it. When you get that feedback too, it's like, you don't need it, but it's just, it's like, knows that there's an impact happening Yeah, yeah. and that's the beautiful part of it. And in your own journey as an entrepreneur, what has been the most valuable lesson you've learned? Is there anything you wish you would have known from when you started out first? I think I wish I would have known that it, it would be as lonely as it is. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So that I could kind of prepare myself for that. Um, 
I definitely go through like lonely moments because I don't have an office. I work from home (laughs) and then my wife works. So I'm just here. (laughs) So I would say that would be one thing. Like I would have been like, okay, let's start like networking earlier or, you know, make friends or, you know, I've been going to like Starbucks more or like coffee shops to like, just get out of the house and and do my work there. Yeah. I think that's a very valuable lesson that a lot of us learn in the beginning and don't understand. Maybe some people do, some people don't, but I think it's so important to get out of the house. I was just having this conversation with my fiance, like a few days ago, I was like, I need to, because I work from home mostly with all my businesses. And I'm like, I need to like get out to a coffee shop or just network and be around people in person because you can be in per- or talking to people virtually, but there's nothing like oh. that human connection. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's different you know? And so how do you envision the future of your business and the impact you hope to make in the lives of women that are experiencing anxiety or anxiousness? And is there any specific goals that you're working towards or milestones? It's funny you ask. (laughs) Um, I don't know if you saw on my Instagram. I, um, I don't know if you saw it, but I am releasing my own podcast on Friday. Yes. Very exciting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's called Taming Your Anxiety um, with Ashley Roth. And so that'll be coming out on Friday and every subsequent episode will be released um, bi-weekly on Fridays. And it's all about anxiety and HSP and how, you know, if you don't control it, it'll, you know, control your life and go into other areas of your life, but also just throwing in so many tools and, and tips of how to how to handle it when it comes on. I love that. Well, I'm super excited for the podcast. And yes, I did see it. <laughs> um, of course. No, it's so exciting because it's just branching out to further heights of reaching more people and hearing your story and the stories of others as well. So it becomes more common to talk about and not as taboo or just the lack of awareness, I would say more so. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's my hope for that. And yeah, I mean, I just hope to be able to reach as many people as I can to, to you know, branch out that awareness. And I hope to have like an office space one day <laughs> where I can like bring clients in there and meet them in person rather than just on Zoom. Change some things, right? <laughs> <laughs> and just even as an advocate for mental health and personal growth that you've been, do- all the work you've been doing and helping others what changes or shifts would you like to see in society's perception and understanding of anxiety and limiting beliefs? I think that, I think that they should be talked about in elementary school. Mm -hmm. I mean, like all levels, but like, it should, like, it's not even talked about in, in high school. I think maybe anxiety is touched upon, but it's touched upon when you're in an elective psychology class and it's from the DSM-5. So it's not like, how you can get support from it. Um, mm-hmm. And not everybody takes that class. At least that's where I'm from. But I, yeah, it just needs to be talked about in schools. I think that there needs to be like, I don't know if they still do it because I'm not a parent. Um, but I, like, I, I feel like when I was a kid, they would have like parents go to classes of like how to be a good parent or whatever. Like, I feel like it should be thrown in there too. Yeah. There's a lot of things that need to change. <laughs> <laughs> But I think also just like in the workforce, like there just needs to be more acceptance of taking mental health days. Yeah. I think there needs to be more access to insurance. Um, 
or like access to mental health care if you don't have insurance. Like, change that. <laughs> yes. Just creating more an empathetic, supportive environment for everybody because it's mm -hmm. just understanding too. And I feel there's been such a lack of awareness, even generations prior, like you didn't talk about your feelings. And now it's like people talk about their feelings, but it's like, there's so many other barriers that have come up from even just when we were growing up and how it has shifted a lot, but a lot of work to be done in my opinion. Even though I don't practice, I'm still a huge advocate for it. <laughs> and what are maybe two tips that you can give entrepreneurs that are on this journey that have been really beneficial for you learning outside of like the networking and just having your own space and things along those lines? Outside of those, I would say two things I would say, create a routine and schedule and pick a time when you are done for the day yeah. because there have been times where I am up until one in the morning because my wife works in overnight. So I'm like, well, I'll work <laughs> and it's not good for me. <laughs> so that's one thing. And then the other thing would be um, do things for yourself. Take time for yourself. Like in entrepreneurship, I think it can happen a lot. It comes all too often where like you're just working all of the time or like you're working the weekends. Mm -hmm. I do that. <laughs> <laughs> take time for yourself I love those and yes like I think it's so important to have a stop time this is constantly something like I'm working on I've gotten better at since yeah. six years ago till now but it's a work in progress but I, I love that you focus in on prioritizing yourself and going back to the self-care techniques you mentioned earlier just like creating that space for you because when you do that you just have more to give as well and you feel more grounded at least I do and I'm sure exactly yeah and with all of the things that you've done to really build your business, what has been maybe one or two tools that you've used that have been really beneficial when it comes to like building your actual business, any apps or any programs or anything that have been helpful? I love, love, love Canva. Yes. <laughs> it has my heart. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, and then the other thing, which there might be controversy around and uh, it's just the easiest one that I've found is QuickBooks is very important, especially if you don't have a bookkeeper. Yeah. No, it, it's game changer. Yeah. <laughs> and lastly, what message or piece of advice would you like to share with entrepreneurs who are striving to build a business that aligns with their personal values and make a positive difference in the lives of others? Trust in yourself. Because if you have that passion, that's that's all you need, mm -hmm. literally. Like you have the passion and that passion is enough for you to be like, okay, well, I want to know how to do it. So then you invest in something. You have the education of how to like be successful in it. Yeah. And and then that's that's all that's all you need to drive you. Wise words and very true because you don't fail unless you completely quit. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like Dory says, just keep swimming. Yeah, exactly. Gotta love Dory. <laughs> she knew what was up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Ashley, where can people find you, find your services? We're going to link everything below, but if you could let us know too. Yeah. Yeah. You can find me pretty much anywhere. You can find me on Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, Facebook, and I have a website, the podcast too. 
Yes, I am so excited for you. And thank you so much, Ashley, for just coming on, sharing your beautiful soul with us and just everything that you're doing to really help women in particular of everything that they're overcoming when it comes to self-talk, limiting beliefs and any negativity and removing that to really let themselves shine and work on themselves from the inside out. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for your platform, for allowing me to just... <laughs> just talk and gaggle about what I love. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we appreciate it here, especially just listening to your story and just all the tips and insight you gave us as well. It's super helpful, but thank you again for coming on. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment below. What was the biggest takeaway from Ashley today? I'm sure she would love to see that comment and we will see you on the next episode.